Yeah, I really love the work that I do. I really do. And, you know, one of the, um, one of the things that is occurring to me is, you know, progress, progressing to the next phase is by choice. Not everyone will choose to transition to like the higher dimensions, higher vibrational space. And you start to realize that you are almost speaking a completely different language. It's like we're not even, there's so, certain people, I'm like, it almost feels like we don't even live on the same planet anymore. Like we, we are so different in terms of our focus and what I'm interested in and what they're interested in and what they want to talk about. I mean, it's gotten to a point and, okay, let me back up a little bit. I'm referencing now the movie Arrival and I'll have to memorize, I'll have to commit to memory the name of the um, psychological, I don't know if it's a theory or if it's something that's proven, but it basically, there's a scene in the movie where the one doctor asks the main character if she had started to dream in their language, which is a very, very key point, actually. And so she got what he was saying. And she, she was basically trying to justify, like, no, I want to stay on the project. What I do know from dealing with subtle energies is that the reason why that's such a key point is that the way you think changes what you perceive. You know, you, you see different things based upon how you think. And everything is thought-based. And so you, you can, like, switch realities and change timelines on one thought. And so it has made me, like, really, really, really protective of my headspace. Like, there are certain people I actually don't even want to talk to them anymore. Because I feel like once you see how this whole thing works, you realize that people try to suck you into their reality. They will actually try to like take you off course of your reality and suck you into theirs because that feels that feels more comfortable for them. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to engage in conversation relating to what you're talking about. Because I so love the work that I'm doing. And, you know, all of this is, like I said, is subtle energy. So it's almost like interpreting things unseen. But it's almost like I had to get those people out of my head. I had to get those events, those issues, those people, the what they want. I, it was almost like I had to choose. It's like, in order for me to continue working on these projects, it's like I had to like I had to like distance myself from those relationships. And that's the best way I can describe it. And I'm I've been struggling trying to figure out a way to do it, you know, kind of like nicely or respectfully, you know, something. How do you explain to people that you feel that you're vibrating at a different frequency than they are. How do you explain that? <laughs> that will make no sense to the vast majority of people that you say that to. But people who dwell in that non-physical realm know that is true. That is true. 
I mean, you know, you continue to listen and subject yourself to a certain way of thinking for a long enough period of time, it will change how you perceive the world, especially if you're like allowing that view to like, you're accepting it as truth. You know what I mean? Like I can think of circumstances where I didn't even have a discerning eye for certain people. Like I wasn't even discerning. I was kind of like just soaking in everything that they were saying as if it were true. And it turned out to be completely untrue. It was like a fiction. So I was thinking all week, it reminded me of that scene from The Usual Suspects when at the end, you know, the one uh, detective realizes that the character, the main uh, Kaiser Sose, the whole thing, he made it up and it was like, the look on his face is of utter like, like at that point, the entire thing was like, oh man, I got played. Like it was all a lie. And I feel that way right now, you know, like towards a particular person or people, you know, certain people. When, once, you, once you sort of discover how they really feel and how they really think about you, you realize that the relationship was basically a lie. To me, it feels no different from when I discovered my former husband was having an affair. It was like you're in an instant, your entire worldview changes instantaneously. And it's a very unsettling feeling. It's very unsettling. And, you know, interestingly enough, for some reason this morning, I was reading an article about Wendy Williams and, you know, people were, she was an article where she was using the F word and it was just like such not a good look. And, you know, but I'm not going to judge her. You know, I'm not going to judge her because I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to have your entire world uprooted, like really, really, really in in like like in a very short order. You know, it's like you feel completely off balance. And I just feel bad that she has to go through that publicly. You know, I think if you've been through that yourself privately, you know how challenging it, it can be. And I feel bad for anyone that would have to experience that level of um, detachment and to have the world watching. Because I went through that, but it was private. You know, and I did recover, but going through it was really, really, really hard. And, you know, I think the part that I kind of reject now is people who try to interact with me as if I'm still in that diminished state that's, that's like impossible for me. Like I kind of have drawn a line and I'm like, you know, I just refuse to interact with people as if I'm still in that space. Like in order for anyone to be in my world from now forward, they'll have to meet me where I am. You know, it's like, you'll, you'll have to meet me here where I am. I can't come back to that point, you know? And I kind of feel there's times I feel bad because I'm like, well, I, I do and I don't because I'm like, they're really trying to interact with a ghost, you know, someone that no longer exists. And I don't really feel any sense of um, responsibility whatsoever to pretend with anyone. I don't, I don't feel any sense of obligation to transform myself 
into something that makes other people more comfortable or to put on a mask. And I just, I just refuse to wear a mask at all anymore for any reason whatsoever. And in order for me to exist in those relationships, I would have to morph into a character I no longer want to play. You know, and I realized that that it's not easy. That's not an easy path. In fact, I realize now that it takes courage to do that because, you know, it's going to cause friction in your relationships. It's going to cause you to lose friends, lose acquaintances. Things will shift and it does feel very it can feel really uncomfortable and sometimes really lonely. But then you realize that that is a consequence of growth. You know, if you know, if you yourself know that you and your life have been messy, (laughs) when you no longer want to identify with that mess, yeah, you're going to have to lose all the relationships that were formed when you were messy. And that's going to be uncomfortable because people are going to want to interact with you as if you are still messy. And you are deciding, no, I'm, I'm not going to be that person anymore. So if you want to interact with me, it'll have to be, you know, on my terms, on my turf, on my level, which is not messy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to me, I look at it as I'm still in my cocoon. This is still part of my process of re-emerging. I'm not ready to interact with people because I'm not yet where I want to be. And I don't really see any problem with that. Again, I'm taking my cues from nature. And I'm like, this whole thing at the very beginning, the first motif I identified with was butterfly because I knew that this was going to be a metamorphosis for me. I knew it was going to be a, a, a time of healing and transformation. And I'm not fully there yet, but I'm really close. I'm a whole lot closer to that goal today than I was, let's say, a year ago or even six months ago. You know, and I'm not done yet. So I'm not yet ready to interact with anyone until I'm where I want to be because I don't want to create any more fractals. <laughs> I don't want to create any more little avatars of me, like little little memories and images of me that people can use to prolong that diminished state. You know, I'll, I'll catch you on the other side. When I get to the other side, I'll reach out to you and I'll let you know, like, hey, you know, I'm ready to interact. You know, I know people who have done that and it worked very well for them. And, you know, and I it's interesting because the person I am aware of who did that is a really good person. When someone is basically deciding to distance themselves from you in order to better themselves, it can feel certainly like a rejection. But when you take ego out of it, not only do you understand why they did it, you respect it. You respect it. And the reason is because that's what everyone should do. Everyone should do that. Everyone should feel that in order to better yourself, in order to get into a better headspace, if that includes not interacting with certain people, including people that you were once friends with, then that's exactly what you should do. Because for me, my, I'm an advocate for mental health. I feel like that's always going to be my go-to. Like no matter what the situation or the circumstances, I feel that people have to exercise self-care first and they have to protect their own state of mind above all. You know, and I think that there's ways that you can do that that is less painful to people, but I don't deny that 
there are aspects of that process that will be painful. That's why it takes courage to do to take that path. You know, and I think for me, what I'm realizing that it is a choice. It is a choice. You have to choose to stay at the higher vibrational levels. You have to choose. Not everyone will choose to go there with you. And I think I'm having to understand that that's okay. Everyone has their own path to take. And when you choose to take one that is optimized for you, almost by definition, you're going, it's going to require you to distance yourself from people whose energy is not in alignment with that goal. So I, that's the thought that's coming in this morning. And it's really one where I feel a sense of forgiveness, forgiveness of self, because when people reach out to me and, and everything in me is resisting interacting with them, I can feel guilty. And especially when people are like, hey, what are you doing? You know, whatever. But then I have to keep in mind what my goal is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's not to make people feel good. It's certainly not making people feel better at the expense of my own sanity. You know what I mean? Like, that's not ever going to be the case again. I'm not ever going to do that, you know? So, yeah. Yep. Thanks for listening.